I don't know how to start this one anymore. Does this one have an intro? Uh, yeah, it's a real episode. We're doing Swamp and Ice, right? Yeah, no, but don't do we do our like our, our AXers? Don't they have a little? I, we just kind of talk about. I just say what it is. <laughs> yeah, we have a little. Yeah, we can actually talk about whatever now. It's a real episode, so we don't have to be so laser focused. But um. Because we're laser focused on our. Well, usually we other stuff. We other stuff usually a little bit. It's where we need Stat Boy to throw out all the random things we've talked about. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've the done last twenty episodes. Been... But yeah, welcome back to the real episodes. Yes, the real episodes number forty-four. It's been like fucking two months, <laughs> almost three months since we've back done like at a... it again. Like we never left, y'all. That's right. Um. Hey, Dank. Whoa, I didn't do my intro. Let me do my intro, yeah. It's, it's been that long. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell if I keep this or lose it. No, yeah, keep it. Like, this is real. And 44 is a big number um, for all reasons that people will figure out when you for, want to figure that out. Um, back at it again. Like we never left. It's Coke and Dank. Dank and Coke. The Lethal Weapons. Hey, Dank. <laughs> I remembered it. Hey, Coke. <laughs> what did the swamp say to the marsh? <laughs> what did the swamp say to the marsh? I like being by you. <laughs> that you don't deserve a laugh for that. Good. No, you well, to, to be fair, I had I had a I had a ice I had an ice joke in my mind too, but it, I had a ice joke, but it slipped my mind. You bared your lead though. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> if you if you smooth that out, you would have got like. Severe props. Like, oh, damn, right, man. I wasn't I, expecting that second one, which was still up. good. But you're like, you sound like my intro. You got yeah, me, man. This, Come on. See, you can see the rust. You can, you can see the <laughs> like, rust. If one of us is a driver, one of us got to be a clean shot. Yeah, this is, this is, you, you see the yeah. rust on that one. Get the rust now. You going to say you're too old for this shit yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. It's good. It's good to have a full episode again because it's it's fun to like talk about characters in depth because we've been doing that anyway but in just different formats we've been like we did a whole bunch yeah we did a whole bunch of, of docs and then uh it's not like we haven't been talking we literally talk about x-men as much as you ever humanly possibly talk about X-Men. are you are you getting sick of them yet no okay neither mind. to the point that we're going to be talking about x-men like so, <laughs> yeah we're, we're talking to x-men today that's right. you're right fuck <laughs> like I'm, I'm all good about talking about x-men like and there are more X-Men's to talk about. We have yet to touch anything with the movies, and I know you love those bad boys, so oh, yeah, can't sure. wait. Uh, the X-Men movies? And, yes. And Swamp Thing's got a, a barrage of different ways to watch this creature, which is insane too, right? Like, I, I, I like the episode because these guys slip into different mediums real fast. Yes. Well, this and, is a... this is a, doing it even more. For those... 
that don't know or don't remember, this is a AXP, which is across the pages where we take two characters uh, from different publishers, different universes. In this case, it's DC and, and Marvel. And we, we find a similar, like a commonality between them, and we kind of uh, analyze their a comic book for each and a movie for each, or show for each, right? Yep. And, and this one, one... We can get uh, a, a battle at the end too. Like I'm, I'm not against seeing how we think these two could stack up. See, and that's and that's probably the reason why I did this because, well, first of all, we're, we're both big fans of like I'm a big fan of Swamp Thing. You're a big fan of Iceman, so it worked. But they're sure. both very underrated characters in their own. Uh, lines yeah true and they're both element they're both elementals they're both super powerful like hence underrated so it's it, it's cool it's it works out and they're both have, like three-dimensional characters like, yes they, they both live with a different type of curse and how they use or utilize that curse is kind of a strength on who's writing them because i've read some really crazy stories about like how Iceman's dealing with being Omega and I'm sure it's the same with Swamp Thing and him understanding like how crazy connected he is with the Earth kind of shit. Yeah, Swamp Thing is is cool because he uh, he's had he's been spoiled with writers right for for the for as long as he's been around so there's been a lot of good writers but there's been a few like poor ones too and if you when you mess up Swamp Thing you really mess up Swamp Thing because <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of his own thing right he started in Vertigo so he's kind of his, his contained thing but when with all the good writers that he's had, it's been like, like I said, he's been spoiled with with writers in that sense. I don't know how many how many solos has Iceman had. Uh, I can give you numbers, but not nearly to the level of worth that he's due. I mean, I yeah. feel like he works better when he's kind of surrounded with people because he's such a cold character. But yeah. I really like when you get a great writer who understands that, like, he's actually isolated too, right? Like, and also has this bad boy streak. Like, I love him when he's just like playing by his own rules because he's kind of cocky in that sense right like when yes. you have this omega power and you realize to the level of this omega power you don't really need to fuck with anybody right no one can really fuck with you especially like with the whole like we're made up of water right so like when this guy actually wants to be a serial killer he's the greatest one ever um but i, I like when writers can find his like not dark streak or just more of his like bad boy size of let me tip the scales this way and like him always being an adolescent like he's always chasing pussy so like he's always that like trying to grow into his own kind of shit like i always love that that's the other side that they ride with him like he's always kind of trying to have fun but when he has to take it seriously he's the coldest at it yeah i was gonna say he's, he's kind of a bit of a rogue of himself right he just does his yeah. own thing like if like if he's in if he's part of the x-men or if he's in any type of group and he's not really digging what they're selling like he's out he's like, oh, i'll just do my own thing like there's yeah, no like, instantly like he doesn't really waste a lot of time like i'm yeah. out of here and yeah. frost himself that like i love anytime he does his like surfing um wave of ice that was, <laughs> like, the, that was the coolest shit that, like. <laughs> it's so cheap but like it's so awesome the same sense too right like, he's not actually surfing he's just building the wave yeah, and goes. just sliding on it yeah <laughs> so you, you think that only work if he's going like down right like like no, man, he's with, badass with, like in, yeah. in so many different ways he just keeps proving like i'm a badass i'm gonna have to like be around you motherfuckers that was one of the coolest things i remember when i was younger like kids you'd see like different comic book characters and the one the, the different ones would be spider-man because he'd web swing and iceman because he'd slide on ice and it was yeah. like everybody else could just fly or something but it was like he had his own or teleport unique, yeah he had his a, own ride said a giant jet it was fucking sick man but i was like all right i'm out here yeah <laughs> watch him surf away so, so smooth he's like fuck that guy like i i need more runs of him 
and just reactions of people that he works with just like fuck man it's cold in here again now like, yeah yeah that was just fucks to my shit <laughs> you gotta imagine too any room he walks into is instantly like a few degrees colder right ice cold like there's, there's a, like at least a lot of humor about just like how he's literally a frigid like asshole essentially but and with the comic that i got to read like they tap into what it would be like if he turned into Mr. Freeze, which is, I love that that's fucking that's dynamic, which is just like, like, everyone has to suffer the same cold, I feel. Like, you're feeling my emotions. Bobby Drake, man, like, maybe the actual Drake of the <laughs> Marvel Universe. That's funny, I can see him it? dropping a few mixtapes where he's just crying cold ice on the track. That's that's funny connection. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder where Drake got his name from. I know the do right and kill everything. If you want to be but... cool like Iceman, I mean. Yeah. You want to talk about the books, the movies? I kind of want to save my book for last. Cool. I can open up my book because it's fucking amazing. All right. So, you, like, I want to do it last, though. You want to do movies first? Sure. Let's do whatever, how you want to start this. We'll talk about them. Or do you want more background? For, like, what? No, we'll, sorry, more background in the sense that fucking um, Iceman is an OG, OG5 X Men, too. Yeah, he's been around since like, the beginning. So, the fact that. Um, He's lasted so long is, I don't know, a testament because like I, he's always not misused. He's just like you. You can't believe you have him on your squad. Yeah. Like he's such an ace in the hole all the time. Like you can see, I can see why he got removed real fast. Um, but yeah, originally with from a uh, writing Cyclops, Marvel Girl, um, Hank was still Beast, or just he was Hank no hair, right? Yeah, there's no hair. He had big, big, and, and big, Angel. big hands, big hands and feet. Yeah, and Angel, right? Like he never really had to wear the suit. I always find his suit variations the funniest because he never really needs a suit, right? Who Bobby? Yeah, he yeah. just goes full ice. <laughs> I got my own suit, right? Like, do it anytime. And then, like in, in certain comic runs, he just wears a speeder. It's like I'm not ever really cold, right? Like this is my my temperature. I'm ready to roll. So that's a cool man. And what's yeah, it's. There's actually a connection too in that sense because I know um, with the OG five X Men, right? They were all, you know, five Caucasians in a group. So when they when it came time, I think in the seventies, right? When they wanted to diversify the group, they yeah. actually hired um, someone named Len we- Len Wein to to do that, and he was part. Of, he was in charge of actually diversifying the X Men, and he's the one who brought in people like Banshee and Storm. Uh, he, cre- he actually um, co-created Wolverine, Len, we- Len Wein did. Nice. Which comes on the heels of him actually being the creator of Swamp Thing. So he, oh, right he, yeah, he created Swamp Thing in, in late 60s, early 70s. And he, it's funny because I read this thing is that he came up with the idea on the subway. He's a, he lived in Queens so on the subway to work every day. He came up with the idea of swamp thing and had no name for it but he'd always he'd always refer to it as he's like that, that swamp thing that i'm working on so he just he just stuck with that name right <laughs> <laughs> which is sick but yeah he invented he created him and ran for so he did the first 13 issues back in like 71 and then passed it off to i actually wrote down all the the writers that had worked with them which is like i said he spoiled so you you recognize the name like len Wein, uh david michelaine jerry conway who did like the death of of Gwen Stacy, creator of The Punisher, Jason Todd, Firestorm, Killer Croc, Jerry Conway created all those guys. That was all volume one. And then volume two, there's Martin Pasco, Alan Moore, Rick Veitch, Doug, Doug Wheeler, Grant Morrison, Mark Miller, uh, Brian K. Vaughn did volume three, who was the Why the Last Man. 
um, saga and shit. Andy Diggle was there. Will Pfeiffer, Joshua Dysart, Scott Snyder, which is an amazing run. Charles Soule is really good. And then it actually came full circle back to Len Wein uh, for volume six. Yeah, and there's we, like one or two notable names in that list. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I just wonder. And that's what I mean by spoiled by writers. It was like, you look through the list of writers, like there's a couple of duds, but for the most part, there's some like iconic fucking writers here that were just getting their start and they were getting their, just their, their feet wet with, out with Swamp Thing. So it's almost like- Cutting their teeth. Yeah, cutting their teeth on this guy. And it's like, they all did so. It was, it was fascinating when you look back, like Alan Moore, this was his first American comic book that he did. Right. Uh, they, they, they poached him from Europe. Same, same with like Grant Morrison. I was going to ask if you thought Len Wein was doing Swamp Thing as Iceman stories you can tell with X-Men because he had to remove them. Because they have I, a similar of like, I'm too powerful to kind of be where I'm at and I'm always by myself kind of shit. So let me go do my thing off to like my lonesome. Like they have that whole old school yeah. Hulk like uh, TV series where like you go big green, kind of destroy everything, but then have to like go wander off to the next town. Like you can't really stick around. Yeah. It's definitely true for Swamp Thing who has that turned up to like a 12 where he's just like, nobody likes what I even look like. And I'm just trying to fucking save like this little yeah. piece of land that we all use. <laughs> I have one. But I gotta keep fucking me up, right? Like, and he, it, it's cool. Like he always has that monster thing. Like Iceman always gets to disappear from being like this solid man of ice to a good looking like young male who like, like he's the human torch equivalent of like, oh, I'm just a bachelor. Like, let me just go enjoy myself kind of shit, right? But Swamp Thing's in it. Like, he was a scientist who was just like, yo, I love plants this much. And it just fucking turned upside down. Yeah. The point's like, like, like he's got such the, the great Ben Grimm thing where it's just like, I want to help, but like people look at me and judge me off the tip where like, I can't even bring back the humanity side of me. Like I have to play the monster in order to like keep all these people safe. Like it's yeah, such a cool dynamic it is. that I feel like Swamp Thing is one that they like really wrote into, right? Like I love the, some of those authors that you're naming when they write him kind of like a monster, like he appears to a lot of people as just like this crazy thing that they don't know what to expect. What was cool about, um, I don't want to keep going back to him, but the Alan Moore run, especially cause he, when he came over, he, he changed it completely in the sense that up until he took over, it was always um, Alec Holland is now Swamp Thing and he's become this monster. When Alan Moore took over, one of the first things he did was change that completely, like deconstruct him. And it's like, no, Alec Holland is dead. What the Swamp Thing is, is a bunch of plant, like a, 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 a earth elemental that right. thinks it's Alec Holland. So it's not even Alec Holland. It's, Alec Holland's dead. Like he's gone. But, but for so long, it was always Alec Holland just turned into this thing. He's like, no, Alec Holland's dead. His consciousness was partially absorbed by this plant. And this nice. plant thinks it's like, Alec Holland. It's like the, the script for the movie Lucy. <laughs> is that, I've never seen it. Is that, is that... Lucy's crazy. It's just like, uh, like kind of this sentient being is trying to like upload onto like this greater form. Like, so mm -hmm. it's smart enough to think that it is one thing, but it's so greater than that one thing. Yeah, yeah, same idea. So it's yeah, it's and that was that was really cool because back then in the eighties, early eighties, and like it was like that's deconstruction of characters was like unheard of, right? You don't. Yeah. And the hero, well, like how could the, and the hero, on, like, comics run? Sorry to cut you, but like yeah, what a mind fuck. Like yeah. it's not a straight on character which you're used to empathizing with. It's oh no, it's another character that thinks it's that previous character. And you're like yeah. what? And already yeah. that character is like a, a, a thing. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a thing. So when when it dis, when it dis, when he discovers that, it's like there's a whole fallout for that, and it's kind of like really self um, kind of inflecting. Like it's just like, right. what the fuck? So I'm not even. And then like it, it knows it too. So it's like it, it. I think I'm Alan Holland, but I'm holding Alec Holland's body in my hands. How can I? Like you know, it's like I'm not actually Alec Holland. And so the writers that took over after him kind of ran with it. And then until a little later, I think one of them. Can't remember what it was. Switched it back, and they 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 change. You know how comic runs go. Yeah. When writers take over, they change it. But that that was just a fascinating thing. So there's a lot of cool things that have come from those. Oh, also Constantine debuted in a in a Swamp Thing comic, right? Nice. Created by a fucking Alan Moore. But yeah, it's so it's it's just a really cool thing. And then when he gets brought into the DC as a whole, um, being part of Justice League Dark and stuff like that, like it's cr- it's so crazy that you come from a horror line like the Vertigo line, and then you come in and now you're you know, side by side with Superman and Batman and shit. It's like right. a swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. That's my question to you. Um, when writers take over for obviously the same um, character or like principal kind of character, does it affect you? Because obviously as a comic book fan, continuity is always a thing, but writers writing for characters that you love um, can sometimes change that character. Uh and not even to say you dislike or like it. In the case of Iceman, writers have gone so far to try and make things interesting that they've changed sexual orientations. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, but like certain writers will come on and write Iceman as more conflicted. Like, that's why I can't wait to talk about uh, Astonishing X-Men, this uh, Iceman character run. Like he dives into how powerful he is and there's a certain level of like darkness associated with it because of the way that he gets the realization that he's this powerful that's such an interesting turn than someone that's just like yeah i'm heartbroken over this girl and now i don't really want to play with x-men anymore so i'm just gonna go surf off right yeah which is another version of a writer's interpretation of iceman so like yeah back to you reading so many different variations of swamp thing like does that throw you off or do you enjoy that on a different level no i it's it's hard and it's the same with any characters think this happened with, to me with iron man as well like i'll i'll be reading a, a a a run of someone and it's i'm so bought into it and i'm so in like i follow it along that when the next writer comes along and they just just wipe things away right. which is essentially what alan moore did for his run i'm sorry to keep going back to that but i've it's just it's a, it's an iconic run and it's use locked the, in re- that. Use the references you want to use man this is yeah Whereas, whereas, like for example, when when Almar did his thing, he came in and just you know swiped side characters away and and changed everything and brought in like this this whole iconic this run. And then when he when he left, Rick Veitch took over, who was actually drawing on the time, so he kind of just carried that on. So in that sense, it was it was seamless. But after Rick Veitch left, I can't whoever it was that came on after, they stopped right there and then like did a hard right and it was like okay no we're going back to the way it was before these guys took over um and that was kind of that was weird right so that's it's kind of like you know what? i'm just, i think i'm done now because i like i'm so used to reading one way like i don't know the more i read comics or i used to be a fan of characters and then i became more a fan of writers right so it's i'm like okay you know what i, I love this character but 
I don't really like this writer on it. So I'm just going to, I'll skip this run until they yeah, change writers. I'll, I'll go to the side and go follow this writer to a new character that I've never heard of, but I kind of like their voice. So. Exactly. Exactly. That, that happened with like Rick Remender, for example, when he, when he quit more, I really liked some of his stuff in Marvel. And then when he quit Marvel, he went to image and I was like, I'm going to follow his image stuff. And that's how I picked up with deadly class. Cause I was following him and I was like, okay, I'll read this. Cause this sounds cool. Deadly class. Right. And then it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is sick. So, uh, that we're saying why Iron Man. I was reading Iron Man, and Kieran Gillen was read, was writing it, and I was I, I liked that. And then he switched off, and Brian Michael Bendis took over, and I was like, ah. I gave it a chance. I read a couple, but the, the tone was just so different. I was I I couldn't, you know. What I mean, I'm, now I'm off track, but I follow I writers. I follow writers more than characters. Is the, Fair is enough, the but I like it. that you said tone because I feel like tone is perfect word to describe both characters. Maybe yours more than mine, but even still to understand the tone of a Swamp Thing in a comic can completely change, especially when you look at how he's appeared in media. Like we've seen bad tones that eventually we'll talk about with Swamp Thing and we've seen good tones, like when they can get it right. Those subtle differences like completely change how you view the character. And this is, he's such a character that you have to be kind of looking with like a different viewpoint because nothing, none of it makes sense, right? Like he belongs to this DC, DC pantheos, yeah. but he doesn't fit in with the Batman's, the Superman's, the Wonder Woman's, like you were saying, like he's coming from such a different angle that it's like refreshing, but it's so weird when you first read it. Cause you're like, what am I supposed to be expecting here? Yeah. it Yeah, exactly. It's weird. And that's, I think that's why it worked really well in vertigo. Right. Cause it, there was none of that pressure, but you know, and then he comes over and he, when they, when they talk about the green, like how he's connected to, excuse me when he's connected to the green which is basically all plant life on the planet that that's cool like that's i like that a lot there's a it's like his how he gets around he travels through the green so he goes through the root systems of all the plants and stuff but then what does that mean when you when you run into people like poison ivy now that now, now that they're in the bigger picture you've kind of got to bring that whole universe with it and right. they did so technically ivy and like the floronic man and stuff they're all part of the green as well just not to the level that he is because he's the avatar so they had to kind of change things or alter things to get him to fit in but it's uh it's it's interesting when you bring an entire world into another one right yeah well like just the the ambition of doing it yeah and knowing that like a lot of things are gonna have to like kind of get cut for it to, to be successful right like not everything from an entire world can really be absorbed into a new universe um but he's still rolling strong, so I'm pretty sure that they've figured out how to kind of keep Swamp Thing rolling. Swamp Thing, well, actually, it's interesting. The last run he was on was with Len Wein again, and actually during he was writing, I think he got five issues out, and then he passed away. So the issue I'm talking about, which I want to do at the end, is kind of uh, a send-off to Len. Nice. Not written by him, obviously. It's written by Tom King, but it's it's really cool. So, But I figured that was be the best way to end it rather than start with that because it's kind of sweet somber so let's, right but, let's book let's book end it because i you just make me want to talk about astonishing x-men 65 i will yep. say this about iceman he's one of the greatest utility players in the x-men team because he's been on so many x titles but i love it when he's not on the x-men like i really liked it when he was running with x-factor because he kind of gets to play more of a leadership role mm-hmm. um in this particular issue uh, astonishing x-men 65 in previous issues, he's had a run-in with Dark Beast, who ends up kind of giving him a shard of Death Seed, which is an apocalypse kind of uh, MacGuffin that will essentially unlock 
dormant powers in you and dark beast being kind of dark beast right another tie-in to if you're not listening to uh our other Hoxpox docs episodes oh yeah about yeah beast is always kind of like a villain unintentionally um he helps create the fact or the realization that Iceman is Omega level. So he turns all of New York City into just a fucking Antarctica, just like an ice field. And now he's manipulating himself through it. So like he talks through like mountains and like he makes giant versions of himself and he's sliding everywhere. And he, because he's so all encompassing, like you have the X-Men obviously traversing, trying to talk to him, but he can always hear them and like, communicate with them as they're like as he's still trying to figure out like what this new power is that's not really a new power it's fucking nuts right um so like the team that's running through we're gonna say uh, Iceman City is fucking Northstar, Warbird, Gambit, Karma, and Kitty Pride, who I'm gonna call Kate in this because she does Kate things again um they're just kind of going through all these like little obstacles that are just insane snow feats that they have to destroy like snowmen they have to fight like big ice walls they have to break down and they're moving their way through um, is uh, sorry sorry is mystique in this too yeah she is and she's she's like the other side of that okay ap- apocalypse um theme the cover's insane too because it has, I, I, it has thor and fucking um iceman around it like they're about to battle and yeah. of course being this type of comic like thor appears in it for like one key scene and like, a joke at the end so like he's not really in it no, well, yeah, like, I, I swear this is coming out of um, Apocalypse naming his new uh, Horseman of Apocalypse kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's I've, I've read this. And, yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome, right? Actually, like, I think I have this one. I think I, think I have Mystique, this. Cause... Mystique is, like, the easy opposition. Well, not the easy opposition. She's, like, she's the other side, like, that the audience gets to understand of, like, yo, this is the first time that Iceman's, like, puffing up his chest. Like, he can see how fucking powerful he is. Yeah. So you get this, like, crazy great internal uh, monologue between Bobby and Bobby just as boys without any snow around in the room of, like, his mind talking about, like, what he thinks this stems from and, like, all of this great character. Like, all of this shit is character because, like, there are moments when, like, he'll sink uh, the X-Men into, like, ice and stuff. Like, he could, at any moment, kill with them, right? But, like, they're always talking to him and trying to communicate and be like, yeah, what's going on? Like, are you fucking... Like being so pissy, like look at the fucking temper tantrum that you're fucking throwing, right? And it's always Kate that's doing it. I fucking loved it. It's such a great um, character book for Iceman, but it's such a great X-Men book because I love it when they understand the members of the team that know how to talk to each other. And there's great trade-offs between Kate, uh, Mystique, and Bobby all through this fucking comic, man. It was such a fun read. I went back to go find out where he got the shard from. I'm I'm probably going to finish this run because this is the Iceman where like he just decides that he's gonna have fucking ice wings too like, yeah. like he's just doing yeah. badass shit all over I fucking love it man that's fucking yeah I, I remember I remember this because I uh, whip it just, he loved Astonishing X-Men so I remember he, he gave me the it's, first it was volume. a good run man I forgot how good yeah. he didn't give me this one he gave me the first volume uh, where Colossus and it was the it was the Joss Whedon written one but somewhere down the line they traded off I think I don't, I don't yeah, sh- shout outs to uh, Majority Lou that I didn't oh, Marjorie, give, Yeah, Marjorie, yeah, yeah. Who's fucking uh, writing it, but like, She's I'm like, enjoying yeah. this run and I've only read like two and a half. Yeah, this one, but I remember, I remember, actually, I'm pretty sure I have this somewhere here. I remember, I remember this run, this Iceman run, and I was, this is when I, yeah, you're right. They were just remember that Iceman's a badass and you fucking yeah. figure out what Omega level leads and like, at, he could have done this at any moment and now that he's 
he understands this. He can do this at any moment, right? Like, this is someone that you can have on your team, but instantly cannot, right? Like, if we're talking about Tony Starks, as soon as he sees this kind of thing, this is where, or the Batmans, this is where they're like, okay, I need a, a contingency plan for this level of mutant, right? It's, it's a, I, I love when they give Bobby no strings, and this was a Bobby no strings. This is when, this is, would you say this is when um, he's kind of convinced he's Omega, or is he- he can just see it right so like it's right. this is obviously the wind down too right like he, he comes to the conclusion that like i'm not gonna hurt my friends and i'm gonna take it cool but the real trade-off between him and mystique is like yo you were never like possessed by this demon seed or uh, death seed from apocalypse right like this is who you were in your deepest mind like there's a part of you that likes this and enjoys this right and that's the dark side that like i like when they explore like He's a powerful motherfucker. And yeah. what we've seen in constant X-Men titles is sooner or later, this power gets to a point that this character fucking questions how they're going to play it out, right? And usually that leans a little more um, darker than it does lighter, right? So I love the fact that this is all just bravado. It happens to be the tail end. So I, I, I want to see like the whole buildup too. Um, but how like Bobby just, this is where he walks the walk. Like you can't tell him nothing past this, right? Everything else is demons I have to deal with inside. Yeah. He, but he's, none of you guys can stop me from doing shit. And he's more, he's more serious in this one too. That he's not yeah. like this child, right? Yeah. Well, like he's going through like all of his internal mind stuff. He's talking about like his upbringing with his father and like, is, are you doing this because of your dad kind of shit, right? And that's, that's deep traumatic stuff, right? Yeah. Especially with like that's the the fun if you can say fun thing with writing mutant books and like they always had these trauma moments that you would read about and you can either empathize or just kind of try and put yourself in the shoes of just like to an extent everyone is somewhere is kind of going through something like this right the only escape is like these characters get to turn into mutants and kind of live their best lives you hope but a lot of them just have like terrible horrible things that happened to them when they were younger right yeah and they're just trying to deal with it based on what we've known about history, like a lot of this stuff is coming straight from the history books, if not uh, things that either the writers know about or gone through or like Ray, 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 however that comes through, right? Like it's, it's nice that the comic book is the happy ending, but deep seated traumatic shit is a- across the board everywhere kind of stuff, right? Did you, does it, does it you, just, you did the one issue, right? So does it, does it end in this one? Cause it's like in a whole, it's a whole art, right? Where. Yeah. Um, he, he, like gives up kind of the frost on um new york and everyone kind of settles back into um he goes back to like the x-mansion and there's there's logan again kind of being like the father figure of just like uh like you're an asshole don't be an asshole and then (laughs) um pretty much like it looks like they just resort um bobby to this room that's why i went backwards instead of forward because i wanted to see how high it went but i'm sure this is like a five issue run for him specifically yeah which is cool which is yeah i now sorry i was looking i just found the cover too i, I recognize this I'm, i know oh, when you said the whole when you said the whole like um city under ice i was like wait a second i don't i fucking remember that yeah and it, again it's so awesome like it's such a simple character decision but something we've seen so much with Mr. Freeze on uh, the other side of DC, right? And I'm a big Mr. Freeze stand, right? Yeah. I love anytime he's just like, I'm just gonna make everything cold because I'm fucking cold, right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a very easy metaphor to understand. It's like my heart is cold. I'm sad. Let's make everything cold. Like 
easy, right? So the fact they kind of put that template on Iceman, it's just like, oh, yes, like, give me more of that shit. And that connects to the Cold Comfort episode that we both watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is insane for so many different reasons. Cold Comfort was... It's such again. It's a Bobby puffing off his chest, like yeah. It's go, from, go shine your apples, like he calls kid Cyclops an apple shiner. Yeah, we'll <laughs> say we'll say it's from the it's from the um, X Men anime series uh, from the nineties. Yep. And I remember I remember a lot of this episode. Yes, this was a great episode. This was great. I was like, oh, it's Bobby sliding around this thing. And what I don't remember were the were the actual players. And now watching it again um, as an adult, it's like. There's a lot of there's a lot of characters in this that it's great. It's and it's a like a first appearance for yes, like, a lot. characters. Yeah, and it's fucking. I love that Bobby was the funnel for that, and then Pussy got him killed, kind of shit too. Yep. But it again, it's the same character arc of like, there's a moment where I was riding with you guys, and like he's really about like not trusting Professor X too, like which I appreciate on some. If you listen to our other podcast, I think fucking Professor X is kind of like a dick villain in the long run. Like he keeps doing things that just keep fucking with people's minds, including in this where he, where they go track down the X-Men. I think it's Beast, Cyclops, um, Wolverine, possibly Jubilee, but they're on chase for Bobby Drake, who's in this compound doing some shit. Um, And they get pinned down with all the troops and shit. And Professor X being like the badass of I can do this anytime makes aliens appear in the sky (laughs) to throw off the army figure, like the army troops from shooting the X-Men. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, this is just in your pocket? And Beast is all like, ah, a non-violence way. And I was like, why why wouldn't you ask for this every fucking mission? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you kind of, yeah. You got to be careful how you use it, right? As, As a writer, because you're right it's like okay we'll just do this every single time oh we're fighting magneto okay make some aliens appear and then that'll draw his attention over there and we'll just knock him in the back right well i I guess because you had to knock out bobby drake and bring him back to the mansion right but like bobby could have got them really out of that situation what we know about this dude now like you could made a dome of ice and just like all right let's skate out of here skate all of his friends off on a wave i just thought it was funny 90s cartoon being 90s cartoon yeah well and they, they got make- 22 minutes to fill and they gotta <laughs> they gotta uh, get the show uh, on the road right well, well that's why like i for, I, re- I completely remember the first appearance of x factors which we're eventually going to get to um as an episode but i thought that was its own episode like this is a two-part episode where they shoehorn uh, Iceman story into meeting X Factor. Yeah, and it's like Iceman's first appearance. Like it's late yeah. in, this, in the show too. I'm like, I I didn't realize that Iceman wasn't in it till this late. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's such a cheat for Iceman, but still fucking awesome because you get Iceman and X Factor. So it's like, again, it's not writers understanding Iceman. It's like this is what they do to Iceman. Like they shoehorn him in to all this good shit. This is the false to the back do we even talk and about the plot do we even talk about the... that's the character arc too well the plot the plot is that they Iceman's up to some shenanigans they find out no i, I can't remember what the MacGuffin is polaris and polaris is like you know, i can't be with you no more because you don't want to like rap for mutants like when they had a happy home and they're just living um like normal people she's like we can't we got to use our powers for good and he's like i want to yeah so she yeah. goes and disappears and ends with X Factor, was like, yeah, we do the same shit that X Men do, but like, we're not saying we're X Men. And then yeah. she shows up on Time of Havoc, 
So like, again, it's insane because your mind's getting blown off of like, oh, yo, you're getting the summer boys in the fucking, uh, the same building and then the face off, right? Like strong guys, they... multiple man, Wolf's Bane, like it's nuts. Forge. Quicksilver too, yeah. Quicksilver's doing work, yeah. right? And it's like, you love the X-Men cartoons because sooner or later you're going to get reach that, I guess, third part where the team just face off with the next team. Which but this but... team was fucking X-Factor and they almost dummied them too, right? Yeah, but it, it what what killed me too is that like as now I was a kid I, don't, I I didn't catch this but watching it now it's like they don't even they don't even address that um, Scott and Alex are brothers Havoc and Cyclops they're just like two guys right it's like it. wait a second I, that's the Summers brothers and they're like no nah. they don't they don't address that Polaris <laughs> and Quicksilver are fucking related to like that's a fucking that's right yo that's right yeah <laughs> that's shit nope. yo so nope. like that was that was the spoil spoils of victory that we had when we were younger they were just throwing character like we got strong guy who had a, who do I have a fucking yes. super strong guy but we got it and he's dope right like it it's such a weird episode but it's like I don't know how it's not one of my favorite episodes now even though Iceman gets like cheated out of a girl position and like you would hope you don't get to see it, but I would have loved him to make the wave and just <laughs> surf off into the sun. This take a... <laughs> the yeah, sound this, of ice. It, but... It's a shit. I don't think he ever comes back, does he? Is he ever in again? Yeah, one and done. Unless he got one of those, like, you know, when they flash random mutants during yeah, like, yeah. some sort of epic event that's changing the world. Yeah. I don't think he got some crazy one where he's in Antarctica, like, surfing with penguins. Like, this was it. Oh, what a waste. Of, like, <laughs> Yeah, but you got who he is. He's like again, this puff up your chest kind of bad boy. Like I don't want to work with you. I want to do my own yes. thing. And then when they're like dig a little deeper, he's like it's for a girl. And they're like damn it. Like I love the fact that like five minutes in, Scott's already screaming at him. Like you're a punk. He's, shit. he's yelling the whole time. <laughs> and and he's like oh well at least I'm not like a boy scout. And Wolverine's like he hits his claws. He's like that sounds like fighting words. I was like, how is that a saying he sounds like a boy well, <laughs> Fighting words. Like Wolverine couldn't wait to fight in this entire fucking what, episode. What I, what I appreciate about, about Wolverine in this episode is he starts out super hostile <laughs> and wants, like he wants to just fuck Bobby they, up so bad. And then like, all do, like him, then, but, Professor X and Cyclops are all on 11 already. It's only Beast is like, Khan is like, hey man, this is our friend. Well, what, what, but no, I was saying what I like about Wolverine is that like halfway through he's kind of like yeah, this kid's all right. Like, because oh, yeah. he, 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 yeah, fair, fair. he keeps arguing with Cyclops and just like, nah, I can get used to this. Like, and that and Cyclops doesn't lower his guard for one money. He's like, I don't like him. He like, just hates him. Screaming at I again. I, he doesn't for, listen to reason. Like, it's like a greatest hits. Like they just jammed everything in it. That it's like, how do you not like it? I got to see like Quicksilver make a cyclone to keep jubilee in the air so she can win a fight against her and jubilee's <laughs> and jubilee's so annoying in this episode she like she's trying to like fly the she's trying to fly the jet she's but, young come on but that but 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 uh, drive. no but but she's like baiting her she's she's dry snitching on herself she's like oh professor can i'm gonna drive the jet why don't you just go do it then <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, like the person's like, "Do you even know and how then, to drive it?" No. Then she, she kind of starts perving on Iceman when she's watching them through the cameras and shit. And the, okay, the day that Bobby needs help from Jubilee, he gets help from Jubilee. Yeah, the day he needs help from Jubilee, the day <laughs> fucking pigs fly. Like he doesn't need help from her. Can... Uh, Wolverine has a good fucking quote. I don't remember it. It's like, uh, "Careful about like rappers with the shiny like or like careful with pretty things or something like that." Just some of like watch out for good looking people. Yeah. End up like breaking you. That's Actually, I liked on the fence. My highlight, my highlight was when um, Cyclops and Havoc are about to fight, 
and they're just they're just cases okay, so they meet each other and they're just circling around without saying anything just in a circle and then suddenly Cyclops is like I don't like your attitude is <laughs> 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 this anything <laughs> mine is the rationalization for Forge saying that they're different than the X-Men because they're trying to keep peace but they're underground so like nobody knows them but they copied their entire color scheme. Yeah, the color scheme's copied. Yeah. Original X Men. And it's like yeah. it's not hard to like change the shade of blue or something, right? Like you could have made like lighter or dark kind of thing, and <laughs> I mean, we would you, think you were a different entity. But you went for the like when you get the face off between Scott and fucking um, Alex. Uh, it looks like they're like in each other's closets. It's the yes. exact yes. same. <laughs> like outfit <laughs> like same colors like nobody wanted to change the hues or tints on something to be like they're different it's like not nah, no same. there's no there's no other combination of colors we got to do same got to do blue and yellow yeah yeah so it's like 11 x-men or x-men character first appearances in that episode how do you not give it like if we give this bottle caps like how do you not yeah. give this episode but it's fun in terms dude. of an Iceman episode it's terrible it sucks. yeah it's, uh, yeah it sucks because he gets like a few minutes to shine and then oh x factor's here and then he loses a girl Pussy and he loses his girl to have like, yeah. <laughs> Lorna. and havoc doesn't realize his brother's there yeah and they yeah they're not that i thought that was so weird i was like why didn't it because because they addressed corsair in like other episodes yep. right Sorry, jammers. and then gene gray knows about the that's right she knew about corsair yeah but she wasn't there i think this is after the dark phoenix thing i think yeah it is because okay. um in order to hold iceman up beast talks about this gravity machine that they got from using shiar tech that professor x ends up using in a like a not a non-lethal way but a, a way that not was his intended purposes like another reason why he could be a villain because he uses it to hold up uh, Iceman, but Beast only got that technology from Shi'ar, and Shi'ar happens with Dark Phoenix. Right, right, right. yeah, right, right. Um, cr- a crazy episode, but yeah. that's that's Iceman. Like we've always had Iceman in crazy spurts, nothing that's true to the form. So, like, I appreciate him more for the runs that we get. Like, I I love a Iron Man just like you like Iron Man, but, like, my default is always Robert Downey Jr. now, right? So, like, yeah. it changes, and, like, then comic books were made to look like him, and that changes how you, like, read him now, too, right? So, it does. It really does, yeah. Because he changed the character, too. He's, like, he looks just like Tony, and he acts somewhat like Tony, but Tony's a bit more serious in the comics before. Well, Tony was a genius in the comics before. Yeah. And he would flex it, and the only time you'd have problems when you pick up the bottle and we never got that with the disney thing that's a whole other podcast that we can talk about issues yeah um we, we haven't but, talked anything about iron man have we at all no hey, we got a whole list a whole lot of 44, yeah, baby. Right. Right. we only halfway through <laughs> this episode so keep listening um, right. in terms of characters like um iceman i like that there's still a shot to give this guy a fresh look because you can do so much with him i mean you could do a solo run i, I don't think i'll ever get one in terms of like but like a TV quality. show, that, right? Or mm. I, I just think because he's so good with the X Men, he's someone that you want to utilize with the X Men. Um, but who knows how we get the X Men when we and when we get the X Men and which X Men we get, right? So keep, well, he's, keep he's had a he's had a couple solo runs in comics, but I don't know if they're yeah. Well, I, don't, I haven't read any of them, so I don't know if they're any good. But, uh, he'd be one of the greatest villains the X-Men would ever have to deal with if they yep. finally went full full blown with it yep. but um, I mean I imagine that uh, it's one of those what ifs right so now when we did this I was thinking we were we might do the um, Swamp Thing animated 
to 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 counter this, but we. I, I went with the movie that's instead. Good, that's good. Was that? I actually wanted to do that. The the Swamp Thing animated is a good. Um, yeah, we'll do that for something else. No, no. I mean, I mean, it's like a, it's a good submission of Swamp Thing. Like I enjoyed that, right? Yeah. Like what we ended up doing is I enjoy it for a completely different reason, and there's no other way we're gonna end up talking about it. Right. So, because you forget, this is a Wes Craven directed and written comic movie? book movie. Yeah. This in the this, 1980s, and we're doing Swamp Thing 1982. Yeah. And it's and just crazy because I f- like it's it's good for so many weird and. Did crazy you like this movie? I like so much things about it, but it's yeah. like an '80s movie, right? Like half of the reason yeah. I like it, it's, I it's say old. ironic. It's fucking an '80s flick, right? You know, it's yeah. gonna be B level, and, and it the B level so fucking great. Yeah, it's 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 actually not. It's it's a little slow, and it's like you said, it's very yeah. very fucking '80s, but. Yeah, the, you it's, don't need that first half hour. If you, no, you don't. You don't. And someone's someone like laugh out loud too. <laughs> it's I don't know why you're trying to set up characters like they're real. Like you should get to literally my favorite origin story ever because it takes thirty seconds. Yeah. Just go to when the troops break into the fucking lab and they want the the books or like the the secret for whatever the, the, the elixir is kind of shit, right? Yeah. Because he goes from scientist. Oh, do you want to go through? Uh, the cast in this? Yeah, you're the cast man. So if you want to, yeah, do I just want to ask before I go into the story because I like my favorite scene is like 30 seconds long and it's fucking hilarious. Um, is that when he blows up the? Okay, go ahead. It, <laughs> so as Doctor Alex Holland, you have Ray Wise, um, which is crazy. I didn't, I didn't even recognize him. Yes, it, it fucking. Like, I did not recognize. I'd look him up. Young, like, young Buck. Him? Like, welcome to Hollywood, eh? Like fucking like thirty pounds lighter and like looks like sixty years younger. Just, like I was yeah, like, young, brand oh. new, and like a crazy head of hair. Yeah. Same with Adrian Barbeau, who plays Alex Cable, and I love that they kept calling her Cable. That like made my day. Yeah, Al, yeah. Well, it's interesting. She was actually created for this movie because she's a she's a female. Like Matt Cable is in the comics, and she's a female version of that. And right. she's, but at the same time, she's also replacing Abigail Arcane, who's Alec Holland's love interest. Right. So they, it's they, they kind of combined, they combine two characters together. Right. Yeah, which they typically do in like uh, comic book movies, right? They don't really have yeah. enough time to give us as much as you want. And in an eighties movie, um, yeah, they ain't doing any of that shit. Uh, other side characters are basically Louis uh, Jordan as Arcane. David Hess as Ferret, <laughs> um, Nicholas Worth as he was Bruno. Funny. Ferret was Ferret was funny as shit. Hilarious, hilarious. Don Knight as Ritter, Al Rubin as Charlie, um, Ben Bates as the Arcane mo- Monster. Um, special <laughs> special shout out to Reggie Batts who plays Jude. Who Jude is my MVP in this. He's hilarious. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Jude. <laughs> and Dick Durdock who plays actual Swamp Thing, who I fucking I really liked in this. Like the suit wasn't that bad to be honest with you. Considering what it was, because it looks like rubber. It looks like green rubber. Yeah, it's but, just one big full swamp thing suit. Yeah, but it was like, cause, like imagine watching this in '82. You'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, I remember this movie freaking me out, and I remember the scenes that did it. I was like, "This movie scared me at some point when I was a child." It started before my time, but I definitely saw it way before I understood what movie magic was. Right? Yeah. Like, there's some great Wes Craven type shots, right? And yeah. to his credit, like. I could only imagine what Wes Craven would do with Swamp Thing now, like now that he understands what his craft is. Like if they turn this into an actual like more monster horror type of genre, it's gonna be insane, right? They were kind of leaning on this a little bit, but then it's basically like Predator, but they're chasing Swamp Thing and Swamp yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, let me let okay. Well, the whole the plot of is the plot's not very dense, so it's just. <laughs> 
Alec Holland and this, this rotation of scientists are working in a swamp and it's like this hush hush assignment and they're basically trying to grow like super plants like have plants grow themselves anywhere they can and this uh, um anton arcane and his lackeys want the <laughs> want it for themselves and that's basically it and they when they come to take it uh alec turns into with using his own shit it blows up on him which is a hilarious scene and it turns him into swamp thing amazing and, and i love that he, scene because it, it, they literally like throw something like he's so off funny. the floor the thing breaks on him he goes on fire runs out jumps into the swamp <laughs> and, then he, and then he's the he's swapping yeah it's just like that was the it. most succinct origin story i've ever seen in any comic it was fucking amazing it took 30 <laughs> seconds to make him the one character i wanted to see did you notice that one of them <laughs> so great 1982 we keep saying this but there's a reason did you notice that one of the first lines in the whole movie was they sent a woman out here <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot that doesn't hold up. They just, they, they just, they beat her down verbally in this whole movie. Just. She gets fucked up. Like, they, like, dunk her in water and, like, try yeah. and kill her by drowning. Like, but she handles her own. She, she like, she's tough, she, in the, which, which I appreciate. And again, like, I like what they're calling her Cable. Like, it made me think of, like, what if Cable was a girl? Like, I would, like, go see Adrian Barbo uh, Cable as a woman. Like, just. How did you, how did you like her in this? She was great. Like, she, she, good, held, yeah. she held it down. Um, There were interesting choices of, what the villain made her do and her taking um showers and like swamps and then which were great like i enjoy the scene for obvious reasons but then put on the same clothes like there's like these weird things that you notice when you watch movies like she gets kidnapped and then the well, the, big boss puts her in like this silk dress kind of thing i was like well okay i see what yeah. you're <laughs> pointing me to but you don't need to do that right <laughs> i like when there's there's a couple of notes already just from the beginning where I, the um you know, in the random, like the gorillas, like not the, not the monk, not the apes, but the gorilla, like the soldiers, like Ar- yep. Arcane's gorilla soldiers, they come yeah, up yeah. to that, they get that one scientist and they, they like corner him and then Buddy <laughs> Fair reaches in and he, for some reason, he grabs like a snake out of his pants. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what that was about. When, when um, Alice Cable and Alec Holland are, are he's, she's, he's showing her around right. and they go out and all of a sudden he becomes like super like touching and stuff and she's like save that malarkey for your wife holland like, what the fuck is going on like what is, why is he coming on here? it's like it's just like it makes no sense. The, the, the best part is when they for one of one of my favorite lines was when he's showing off the stuff that they're making and it, and it kind of blows up right it's like it's very explosive like congrats you recreated nitro let's hope this project doesn't end with a bang <laughs> you know like the snappy dialogue from Wes Craven I loved it I loved it also even more so I loved the arcane mask reveal in the first 20 minutes oh my god <laughs> I was rolling oh my gosh they, they think he's like that's so one character and they're like it's in the f- dank it's the first like 20 minutes right he's just like but I'm not I, he takes this whole rubber mask off and it's like I'm Arcane I was like I've never seen this guy before what's what's the, like what is it's amazing uh, and special shout outs to Bruno, who ends up drinking the juice and becoming like the first mini me in. Um, that's right. Yeah, Bruno. Monkey. That's right. Yeah. He, he, he turns into a tiny monkey. Like, it turns into like this fun little, like, fun house, like, because they have to escape. Like, did you hear the how they have to escape the prison? Um, they put in this special little, like, if you turn the knob on the sidewall panel in case they got locked into the gate, 
What? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's like, right. How no did you... dialogue? Like, oh, we have this <laughs> hooked up here, Swamp Thing. So I can't reach it because I'm a tiny monkey boy now. But if you turn this like candle left right, then you can open the gate. And we put yeah. that in here in case we got locked in. Oh, uh, what? Like, no wonder you're a little monkey boy. Yeah. Just like, Shout out to Nicholas Worth though, um, from the Darkman series too. If you, we should definitely do Darkman. That's the Liam Neeson yeah. where his face blows off. Oh my gosh, it's fucking amazing. Um, and again, another like '80s, early '90s uh, drop. Uh, th- this movie is insane. What did you think of when he gets uh, Swamp Thing loses his arm? <laughs> yeah, I guess his arm, his arm chopped right <laughs> off, and it never comes. And then back. they finally give it back to him. Yeah, they finally do, and he just. Sticks it yeah, off. I, I was like, he would have done this faster in any normal circumstances. Correct. Yeah. Usually yeah. It would, would have just grown get, back. Yeah. Confidence-wise, he just grown back. Yeah, like, and like, in this, he had to like stretch, like, as he's in prison, stretch out his hand to the sunlight to get the charged energy. For the yeah, sun it was, it was some bullshit. Around. Like, I was like, why don't you just? And there's no reason for him not to have it. It's like, okay, well, he'll just why don't you just grow back? The, <laughs> the sun to okay. There's a lot of, uh, I'm sure you know. A lot of Jude. I love Jude in the final. Jude, a lot, a lot, of, Coca-Cola, a lot of Coca-Cola product placement. A, a lot of uh, one-liners of, uh, I don't work here, but like, I got to work here kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Why was he by himself at the gas station? Did you see where the gas station is? Yeah, like, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. How much, how much staff are you really investing that? Right? Is he like 12 years old? That's I like 13, 14. 13. That's, a, that's a family business, right? Like he knows what he's doing. He knows where the gat's at, right? Yeah. What, is, what did he say when he's like, he's like, do you have a gun? He's like, look at me. What do you think? <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, of course <laughs> okay. I do. Okay. He's got, he had great uh, comedic timing too. He's in the boat, like rowing off with her. He gets a great hug <laughs> in a very strategic spot. And he becomes he becomes an important character too. Moving on, it's it's funny. He, uh, he has the final notebook, right? Like. Yeah. I love the whole premise of this doctor wrote all of his secrets in six notebooks and then was smart, <laughs> like to keep one notebook. Like he still did that. Like yeah. good for our hero, um, but notebooks. <laughs> did you notice that there was a, there was a hole in Swamp Thing's costume at one point when he jumps yeah. into the, to the army boat. Did you see that? Yes, I did. And then he drives <laughs> the boat. Like that was, I got to get that screen cap or something. It's just art. It's just. Did you notice how bad Ferret's wig was the entire movie? <laughs> and how he kept popping out of nowhere. With a bandana and it, like it turned into a Jerry curl at one point. <laughs> I mean, he had great one-liners, but like super rapey and really doesn't like women. You got a filthy mouth, <laughs> but a pretty one. What do you say to that? <laughs> I, I truly love the scenes where they had speedboats up and down the river and they were just tossing bob on the land (laughs) hoping to hit (laughs) it truly was like such a joy for these gorillas like and to their credit they got the the jeep painted in camo the boat painted in camo like they were in camo (laughs) they're just tossing tossing grenades at something something was like ah 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 and they just draw yeah they're just (laughs) It was amazing. How do you not enjoy this movie? Like this yeah. movie is fucking great. Uh, it's, some, it's some great laugh. So and then, great. and then Arcane. So okay, in the comics and stuff, Anton Arcane is he does become this disfigured mess. And basically, his whole plot here is he takes the once he sees what the the serum or shit does to Alec, he yeah, wants he it for himself. Your inner, your inner strength and power. your inner strength. So that's why his that's why his one henchman Bruno becomes this little. Monkey, monkey guy, because he's yeah. a little wimp. So Anton, looks like like, he belongs on the island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, Doctor Moreau. Yeah. Yeah. 
so then it might be the same actor. No, sorry. Go so, so Anton takes himself and he becomes a giant pig. Yeah. And I was like, what? Is it? I thought it was a, it's not a wolf. Like a wolf. It a wolf. I thought it was a, wolf, wolf, thought it was a pig. Like it was, he had like, he, what's the thing where the, you get the, the chest hair from like your chest all the way down to like your, oh, like your, your treasure trail that goes all the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had that front to back. So it was like party <laughs> in the front. This is the back shit. I was like, that's dope. But then, like his body was like putty, like he looked like a putty. Yeah, he had this, he had this weird wolf, like, like putty. pig uh, mask shit. This, I was, like you're not snout. intimidating, and he starts smashing shit in his own room, and then he grabs his sword. <laughs> yeah, he grabs his sword. Yeah, he just gets angry. Yeah, and I was like, what monster would grab a sword? Like you're you're like you're the strongest you've ever been. You don't no. need a, an additional weapon to go back. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, they just and they duke it out in the swamp with sword and I, I loved it. I loved it all. I was dying. I, I, was, I don't even remember how it ends. I know Jude um, says a good one liner. Yeah. And, and Cable. Oh, I think he just he, he has a sad ending. Doesn't he just walk off into the swamp? Like, yeah, he just leaves and, Jude, and and Jude and, and Cable are like, Well, that's yeah. it for him then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Like, all it was missing, all that was missing was Poochie goes back to his home planet and yeah. remove the cell from the frame and make Swamp Thing fly off the screen. I would have bought this on Blu-ray for everybody. He comes, he comes back. There's a sequel to this <laughs> that we're definitely going to talk about. PC, PC. Yeah, we're going to bottle cap the sequel for sure. Oh my gosh. I, I Again, <clears throat> I know there are better Swamp Things out there because you've always told me about how great the TV series is. Yeah. Um, the animated cartoon is fucking great, and I think that's not the only one. He's had a couple like cartoon attempts to things, but the the eighty the eighty two like there's so much actual like movie history tied to this franchise that like we ignore, right? Like this is one of the first actual comic book movies, right? Like yeah, yeah, we got Superman man. in like the seventies, and then we got Swamp Thing. Like they slid that under the borders for us, right? And the fact that it's Wes Craven in that and Adrian Barbeau. It's crazy is, how much they were pushing. I imagine how, how how this is how it happened. How much they're pushing Swamp Thing as like a comic book, right. like crossover. Like that's that's crazy, right? Yeah. Considering he's just a fucking Swamp Thing. Uh, I I'm a hundred percent. Um, I like know this was better than watching Toxic Crusaders because I enjoy that movie for how terrible it is. Yeah. Like this was like, I don't think it's terrible either, right? There are things that like I wish you had better technology or someone actually wanted to write this um but it's just really old it's it's 80s it's really old and it's, it's the, a, the cheese is there and it's like okay you, you can't not love young ray wise <laughs> but I, I, you, only, was, you only get him for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah you, you have 10 minutes that's it apparently it's like one of his favorite roles that he did he didn't have to do shit of course it is all he did was like get creepy with cable that one time and then yeah and then run off a dock and well, he even do that. Like, I, I think that was the one practical effect because that dude was on fire. Yeah, that was... running from from the house through the dock into the water, and I was like, yes. And yeah, then that was, a rose swamp thing, which that was, was a, yeah, that was a rubber suit or whatever. But I had I had fun with this. It was it was yeah, it was I had Once a good life. Never watch it again. <laughs> but to, to to the book I read, which is the Swamp Thing Winter Special. It's from 2018, and it's. Like I said, a send off to Swamp Thing creator Lenween. And it actually works for this episode too because it has to do, it's the winter special, so it has to do with a lot of snow. Right on. And the whole idea is that um, Swamp Thing is carrying a kid through a blizzard. 
and they're talking about a snow monster that he had fought but failed to beat due to loss of strength from the cold. So the cold sapping his strength and basically him and this, he's carrying this kid and they're constantly running away from this snow monster that's always talked about but never seen. And the kid's like, come on, you got to keep, keep it moving. You got you to gotta go. You, you got to come with me. Um, we have to keep going because the, the snow monster's after us. Snow monster's after us. And you never really see it. And it's kind of like, what's going on here? Um, he's, he, like, he kills a bear in the, in the meantime. He kills some uh, – they, they run across some people who are dead or dying. And they try and kill – they try and like attack the kid and he kills them. And how like – the cold makes everybody hungry and they're all trying to basically like eat, eat, eat. Everybody's just trying to survive. Right. It kind of sounds like that, uh, Viggo Mortensen movie. Like uh, it's not the town. It's something, it's like the something where it's like, he's taking his son across like apocalyptic, but it gets the cold. road. The road. Yes. The road, yeah. the so underrated. It's, it's, so, it's kind of like that actually. It's just imagine everything was snow. You don't see that many people, but it's, it's him and this kid and they're, and they're, the forever running and like time is going by and then it, and like there'll be all these like exposures like and later and then later and then later and it's just them traversing like snowy terrain it's like what the fuck is going on right <laughs> um and they're just always running always running from the snow so that you never see but on his heels it's, it's, i'm gonna ruin the comic because it's fantastic but um that's what we're here to do how does, yeah. he, how does swamp thing handle cold temperatures like, it, 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 it drains his there. yeah it drains his strength because he's supposed to basically well, he's died well, well. of hibernation. Well, well, well. But he's keeping him so he's weakening. That's why they're running. Otherwise, he'd just turn around and smoke this thing, right? But it's sapping his strength. So he's walking with, he's running with the kid. And it, he kind of comes to a rela- realization as he's, as he's thinning out and wasting away to nothing. It takes years for him to weaken like this, right? Swamp thing. So it, you can surmise that they've been running for such a long time in the cold that he's thinning out, he's weakening. Yet the little boy that he's running with shows no signs of weakness. Hmm. He keeps going. And then he kind of comes to realize maybe this boy is the snow monster itself. Right. And in that sense, it's kind of, it's, it's not kind of, it's imagery or, or um, a met- metaphorically speaking in the sense that the human boy represents his humanity, Alec Holland's humanity. And the more that he chases it and tries to leave the monster behind, That's the more kill. he, the more he wastes away. Yeah. So not only until, he embraces the monster, his true self. Does he then survive? That's and so, happened. yeah, it's a fuck. It's like whoa. And and answers the question: If he went up against Iceman, <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't go against Iceman, he would not survive. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that answers that question duly. Yeah, if Iceman makes everything snow like he did in that city, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna. Bail. can't run around that too Swamp long. Gonna no. bail. No, that, we, that, no. That's, a, that's amazing uh, way to get the reader to focus on something internal that's external yeah it's it, it's really fascinating it's like whoa it kind of blew me away and i went back and read it again i was like this is like yeah again get great character development with these type of heroes and borderline i want to say anti-heroes they're not anti-heroes but they're so there needs to be another level of heroes where it talks about like these are people that are always conflicted with their decisions yes. like, yeah. like there's a moral ambiguity or there's just like a a, always a dilemma of crisis or just like an understanding that like i'm smart enough to understand who i am and what i am but there's so much more to that now because of who i am and what i am yeah and it's like i said it's it's really deep right when you cut into it and like you said there's no is swamp thing a hero maybe is he an anti-hero not really he's just kind of doing his own thing he's doing his thing 
that he's meant to do. He's the avatar of the green. So he's defending right. basically plant life. He's defending earth, right? Like, especially his pocket in, in Louisiana, right? So it's kind of like, all right, well. Did he go, he, so, at the end of the comic, did he surf off on a swamp of like oh, Fuck, that'd be so cool, right? It's <laughs> like, a, like an earthquake, like a wave, I, like a. I, I kind of want to team up um, comic between these two guys just so I can get them surfing on vines and ice. Like, on ice, yeah, just swinging on vines. Ice and, ice and vines, just like surfing everywhere. It's like, I just want them to, to run up uh, extreme games competition in like Hawaii or something. There, there is a, there was a, a second story in this that right. was actually, it was supposed to be this, it was supposed to be the number six issue of the, of the Lenween um, re, relaunch of Swamp Thing. There's no, it was the last thing he did before he passed away. So there's no, dialogue is just artwork and it's just i just wanted to mention that it was um it was like a run involving solomon grundy stealing a baby and then batman and and commissioner gordon are on the case where swamp thing is actually connecting reconnecting with his friend matt cable so, so it's kind of like a, it's going to happen like basically cable reference but another underutilized yeah. character is solomon grundy yeah yeah he's at the forefront of this it, yeah so it'd be kind of cool I, that'd be that'd be a cool face-off right between solomon grundy and, and swamp thing with batman that, is a, the mix, that is a good question How, who would you face your um if you could anyone in your kind of dc lineup or i guess vertigo if you wanted to go that far but i think dc's easier who would you face um swamp thing off of in a let's say six issue arc oh shit uh while you think about that i'll give you my answer because you pick someone big and like burly and i was like yes that's exactly who i'd want to go against iceman who everyone thinks is small but we can see he's at an Omega level. I'd love him to do like a six issue episode with Juggernaut who would just spend most of those issues smashing everything ice around him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would just love to see how those two would take, try and take each other down. Cause they're both not hard. Ultimately though, Iceman could just essentially freeze him as long as he wasn't moving. Right. I, yeah. Sooner or later he wins. Right. Like, yeah. Once you realize how powerful Iceman is, it's done. But like Juggernaut, I always like when he's imposing, like when they have him essentially, if any wrestling fans are out there, as the Goldberg, he only spends like 30 seconds or three seconds in the ring. He just kind of cleans house and leave. If Iceman was constantly just giving him ice obstacles that he was smashing through on his route to find Iceman, I think I would enjoy that for a six issue stretch. Which is the opposite of what I'd want someone from Swamp Thing. I don't know. If, I don't know. Sure, if I have an exact answer, but I'd want somebody a bit more mobile. Maybe like a Deathstroke, even a Joker. Somebody like more chaos. Not... Would be fun too, yeah. What's that? Yeah, the chaos aspect would be fun. Exactly. Someone who doesn't give a fuck about what's going on around them. It's just burning everything down. He's like, "What are you doing? This is my swamp." So, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. But they're mobile too, so it's hard for him to catch them because I. The movie, the 1982 version of Swamp Thing isn't. He had no powers. He was just. He's just. He's basically like. Hey, he's basically hey, the hey. Hulk, right? He can like grow his hand back if he touches sun. So right. that, that's something. But he's basically a strong guy, right? Yeah. He's just like. Green strong guy. There's no. There's no. Slow, vines. slow green strong guy. <laughs> there's no. Yeah. There's no teleporting. There was nothing. It was just like green rubber strong guy, right? So it's like who, who can hold on to bo- notebooks in strategic places. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like he made a little cubby somewhere. Yeah. I'm assuming he has butt cheeks that cubbied out. The, yeah, that cub yeah. The, the, the notebook in. But, like, it, I was like, but I to actually to actually fight the elemental like if you put somebody that's pure fire like firestorm, that's kind of a one sided yeah. fight, right? But if you if like it'd be cool well, seeing you, him. you say so, but we don't know, right? No, it's, we don't. Yeah, it depends it's on the all about the writer, right? Yeah. Like I assume Iceman will win, but let's say Juggernaut catches him and like head like 
a headshot with that helmet and just knocks him out, right? Like that's yeah. a whole. I assume everything around us would melt, right? If if Iceman is unconscious, like he can't keep that level of frost up, and just watching a city a city thaw as Juggernaut has his way with him is kind of cool. I yeah, dude, it's interesting. Like, I've read comics and I've seen I've seen Swamp Thing face off against Batman. I've seen him face off against Superman. I've seen him like he holds his own. Like he yeah. he's. He's an elemental, right? Like he he does damage, but it'd be cool to see him go against somebody really mobile, like Lobo or something, you know, like really mobile and who's strong on their own. And like I said, doesn't give a fuck. So that'd be yeah. I'd wonder if he could go up with someone like um, Scarecrow and like actually like trip out, or if those drug hallucinations wouldn't, wouldn't fuck with him, right? Like he's natural. Yeah. That's like a cure for it. Yeah. They wouldn't. They wouldn't fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll give you a free trade and let you bring brother, brother brother Voodoo into a DC for brother Voodoo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they have their own fucking Doctor Fate and shit. It'd be cool. But I'm I'm trying to think of a villain. I think Lobo would be sick to see. Somebody's just so off world that like. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Anything that takes them kind of out of pocket too, right? Yeah. Like to put Iceman in a place where he can't find like condensation or like frost. Yeah, because yeah, because it's it's easy to say like, oh, who are you gonna put against Iceman? Oh, you know, Human Torch. Uh, it's like, well, okay, like. And Human Torch would lose though. Yeah, let's get creative. But let's get creative. Like the whole, you know, the whole idea there is like fire versus ice. Right. Like, well, why don't we get a creative here? Why don't you put him against Hydro Man? Let's see how that works, for example. Like, well, the thing is, I always default to heroes because I know heroes way more. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Iceman going up against, like, Psylocke. And then I always put Iceman in the villain role. Like, he's such a kind of great villain if you wanted him to be. But he's... It, you'd have to pick, like, a mobile hero in order to, like... You need someone like a Psylocke to go finally get close enough and fuck with him in his mind in order to shut everything down if he yeah. turns into this big avalanche rampage. Yeah. The same way though is is Iceman even a hero, or is he? He's not really a hero, anti-hero, right? He's kind yeah, of he again, looks out yeah. for himself. He's a good guy, but he looks out for himself, right? Yeah. It, again, I was like, well, I couldn't damaged. find the word for anti-hero. There's a word to describe these type of heroes, right? Where they're very internal. They're like self-motivated. They're definitely about like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do for me uh, today. Tomorrow may be different, but right now, like, I'm looking out for ice. I'm looking out for swamps. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, That's why we love these type of characters, right? Yeah, so they're, much they're, they're, they're nuanced and they're damaged. And I mean, they mean well ultimately, but they mean well for what they believe in, not for. Who do you think is the first that's going to end up being on the big screen again? Oh, shit. That's a good one. You mean as a solo or just in general? Anything. Because it's more like. Big screen being get... movies? Yeah, big screen is movies. Iceman. Iceman's more likely to be in an Iceman. X-Men film than an Iceman film. Yes, that's why. That's why I think Iceman. I, I think they're. I think well, they're sadly. You, you think, like if if we get if they're smart enough DC to do the Dark Universe and stuff, and you you look at the Constantine Constantine world, or you know, or galaxy, however you want to break that down. Like I would love him in a. What was the, the Constantine Batman? Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. I love he so he, easily slide he's into boss in that. Yeah, something's crazy in that he comes up and just like fucks shit up and it's like okay but that's so, that's the you, that, you but I mean, the team thing there right yeah I, well, I've, said this, I've said this i've said this on the show before that i think dc's way of doing this is that i think they have far better secondary characters than than marvel Maybe, does and i think yeah. they should do that i think they should get they should channel they already did with kind of with shazam they should channel that channel that get swamp thing get constantine get uh animal man get Dr. Fate, like, do, you know what I mean? Do all the, yep. the off-kilter guys that don't know so you can kind of basically John John. start... You talk about John John, man. John John. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Marshman, yeah, get them, get 
that's fucking that'd be that that's the way to go in my opinion to 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 because everybody knows the, the trinity they all yeah. know them like you, they're safe you know they're gonna sell get these guys out here and kind of and because they're so unknown like nobody nobody knows animal man nobody knows dr fate i'm outside of like so, actual yeah, comic fans okay. right so I was gonna say that like, that's why they keep going back to the Trinity. They gotta pump out those toys. Not to yeah. say that Animal Man won't sell, but you gotta know how to market an Animal Man toy. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. And it's crazy because the the Swamp Thing show had such potential. Really I really, potential. I really liked it. But then they truncated. It was supposed to be. It was like a controversy, right? It was supposed to be thirteen episodes, and then they went over budget because of. Well, don't forget to save all of that. We're gonna do that on uh, arc analysis. All right. Or, oh, char- or character analysis. The new one where we do TV shows, because we have that coming up. We're doing Doom Patrol for sure. And just announced where we finally got the boys. So, like, all of those will actually go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I'll watch it all again. How, like, how great and how much potential, like, some of these shows had. And Swamp Thing was definitely one for the small screen. I could see him getting a small screen way faster if they look at stuff that they've previously done like that. From, from, the, from the latest thing they did with him, what was that year? Is that 2018, 2019? Hmm. Like there was there's so much potential there and they could keep going and uh yeah it's i'm just sad the way it all went it all ended. Well, you know no nope, nobody cares 